0: Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show. Hits. What I'm going to do is I've got to move on. And us Irish are always good for a sad story. Aren't we? I mean, we do like an old sad story every now and again. And there's nothing sadder than the tale of emigration from the Emerald Isle. Those people who have to leave by necessity. Well Steve Reeves is a UK filmmaker and photographer and he's captured the faces of some of the older Irish people who live in London. I was looking at his site earlier on, there's one man who's 93 years of age and God bless him. He's been living in London for a long time. Anyway, it started out as him having a chat with a person and taking their picture and then it evolved into a longer conversations and some short videos. The people are all, um, should I say, the people are from all over, but Steve seems to be drawn to the Irish people in particular. So much so, the London Irish Centre recently got in touch with Steve to make a book out of the pictures, which will be released, by the way, next year on St. Patrick's Day. Steve joins me on the line to tell me a little bit more about his work and one of his subjects, as I mentioned already. Sorry, he was a (laughs) 98-year-old man, uh, an old friend, Michael, and he joins me on the line. Uh, Steve, hi, how are you?
1: Good, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Thanks nice for, to get a, eventually to eventually
0: talk me. to you, Steve. Unfortunately, we were meant to talk to you the other night, but uh, I don't know, there was gremlins in the system or something. I don't know what was happening, but we couldn't get to talk to you. Um well, but, that's right. but, Steve, it's really interesting idea that you, you went from, I suppose, you know, chatting to one guy and taking a pictures to taking pictures of a lot of people. And why particularly were you drawn to Irish people? Um, well, initially, I
1: wasn't. It was just... Um, I, I just... Where I live, it's a very sort of mixed up area. There's a lot of different types of people, and um, just a few of the people I spoke to happened to be Irish, and they were very chatty and very sort of open. And um, also, they have good stories because they have moved, they have moved from one country to another. So there's a, there's a, always a, there's a sort of great story there. And um, I was then approached by the sort of London Irish Centre, who sort of were looking at all the different stories i have done and said, "Oh, you've got a thread here," and I hadn't even noticed that I'd sort of Managed to out the sort of fifty or so people I'd interviewed at the time, mm. there was sort of a good sort of ten, fifteen percent of them were Irish, and um, so then from that I started to sort of look out for more Irish people, and um, and it yeah. sort of grew from there really. So it was a sort of and, a, there's, and, there's and a it sort is kind of organic sad, thing.
0: isn't it? It is because I even remember I n- not so much the UK, but I I had an aunt and uncle went to America because my uncle worked on the Cunard lines and the Queen Elizabeth and this was back in the 1940s, and he got married and went to Manhattan, lived in Manhattan, with two kids. But any time I visited him, he'd always say, oh, no, we're coming home. Oh, no, we're not staying here. They never even got an American passport because they intended to come home. Now, they did come home eventually when they were 80 years of age in a box, sadly. But yeah. they always intend to go home. Mm. There's always an intention. And I don't know if that was a thread amongst the Irish people that you spoke to. Because, you know, I'm only here temporarily. I am going to go home. But I'm going to go back to Ireland at some point.
1: Very much so, yeah. And it's a it's an interesting thing because some, some have sort of after a few years, they sort of get a family, they get married, they have children, and then they've got that tie of their children. So they want to be around their kids or their grandkids. So they don't go back. Yeah. And, and then some go, some do go back. And a few have been back and not really felt as at home as they would like to have felt. And have come back to England again, you know, so yeah. there's a sort of, I think your heart, you don't really know. I mean, Michael. I did this little video of Michael, and I, I took him to Dublin. And um this is the 98-year-old. And um, I interviewed him sort of briefly at, at the Dublin airport as we we're about to fly back to Gatwick. And he just said, "I don't think. I don't think. I loved being in Dublin, but it didn't feel like my home." And he said, "But actually, London doesn't feel like my home either." So there's a sort of.
0: He looks well, by the way. He looks well for 98. In fairness to. Him. Oh is yeah, he's amazing. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, a little Here's a little tiny clip of Michael, hang on.
1: Maybe I've been away from
0: Dublin too long.
1: Here I would be as much a stranger as I am in here as I am in London, wouldn't I?
0: He's got a good English accent now on him, <laughs> I, can, I can tell you. He's a, he's a, there's a little strand of the Irish accent still in there, but he's a, he's a bit of an English accent there, he's been there for so long. And he's well he looked after by the looks of things and he seems to have a nice little quiet life on his own looking after um, himself well, you know
1: yeah well we, you no know, I think well the, the the council have really let him down but we sort of we sort of thanks to social media a lot of people have got involved and started to help him out a bit and you know he wants to be independent He's, he and he won't yeah. he won't go into a care home because he went to artane he can't bear the thought of being ending his life in an institution because he spent so long in one
0: we were talking about artane earlier on on the show actually incident coincidentally, artane school at trade boys school and I know you look after him as well,
1: yourself. Well, I live so close. I live. I mean, I met him at a bus stop about a year and a half ago. And um, and now I feel guilty if I walk past his flat without sort of popping in or taking him for a pint or, you know, taking him for a haircut or something. I can't just leave him sort of. I know he's just sitting in there on his own. He's got no relatives. So you kind of feel a bit sort of, I don't know, I feel a bit committed to him really now, you know. Yeah.
0: He looks like he likes a pint of Guinness, by the way. You can see, you can see.
1: he does. Yeah, is, he can, yeah. can do. He can
0: do a couple of pints at ninety-eight, which
1: is pretty <laughs> impressive. You know. Yeah, put
0: you <laughs> under the table probably as well. At well,
1: yeah.
0: And what other characters have you met? What other Irish characters? And what were the reasons that they went to England? I'm assuming it's for
1: it was for a better life at one point. Nearly all of them. I mean, I've got. I've put them to, on my website. I've put them together now. I've got about twenty-five, thirty. Nearly all of them it was because there was just no work was a couple that went, one, one woman went because she just wanted to have some fun. You know, she said my yeah. parents were much older than me. They were very strict. I wanted to come to England and have some fun. And she did, you know, and she has yeah. no regrets at all. With it. But ma- the majority have said, you know, if I hadn't come to England, I'd be in Ireland. And actually use the word, they say I'll be eating grass. Some of them have said, <laughs> use that as an expression, you know. I mean, yeah. it's changed. And, and it's so important to me to capture these stories because, I live in the area of, sort of Clapham in London, and there's a lot of Irish people there now, but they're young, really highly educated, very successful young people. You know, they're, they're, make, they're working in sort of old street around in the sort of technology sectors and stuff, and they're very, very different to their sort of forefathers who came over to sort of dig the roads or, or work as nurses. You See, know, it a very interesting then. change.
0: When people sorry? Went, When people went to England, you know, 50 years ago or 60 years ago, mm-hmm. It was a big deal, you know. You might as well have been going to Australia. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Because it, you had to go by boat. You had to go by. Well, you couldn't afford to go by plane. Most people it was by boat, and mm. it, and it seemed far away. Now, of course, you know it's as easy for me to fly to London as it is to drive up the road. <laughs> like I get That's there in really a half an hour if I go city jet or whatever it is. So you know, it, it it seemed like a long way away fifty years ago because everywhere was a long way away. But now it's so different. So for those people, that was a big adventure. It was. You know, I'm going out to London to see the Queen. And it was a big adventure to go to England and set up a new life.
1: Absolutely. And it was um of course there's no mobile phones. You know, there are people who have said to me, you know, we got you know, we got the um we got the train down to Euston. and you know, I I got nervous as I got closer and closer to Euston, thinking, Is my brother gonna be there? Otherwise I'm gonna turn up in the middle of London with nobody, you know. Yeah. And um you know, they were, often they had someone to meet them. There was a lady, lady I interviewed the other day who was a nurse, and she was working at a hospital, and it was like literally five minutes from Houston, but she was so overwhelmed coming into this big station. She was a country, I think she was a Mayo from the country, and she said um, it was just so overwhelming that all she could do was get into a taxi, and the taxi driver said, it's just there. But she was so scared about walking through through Euston Station, because you'd never seen so many people, you know.
0: Yeah, because of course at that time, I think, well, still still now I suppose, although Dublin is a lot more metropolitan now than it would have been then, you know mm. London seemed like this big metropolitan city, but it was kind of, to us seemed overpopulated, you know with too many people, and I even remember as a kid, I know, I had uh, relations in Middlesex and we went over as kids, over to London and we'd be brought into London town and I remember how busy it looked and how big it looked, and how big it felt, you know, but I don't see it like that now. But it just, it no. seemed like a different world and culturally it felt different, even though it really isn't.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think the Dubliners, people like Michael, were a lot more relaxed coming to London than the people who've come from places in the middle of nowhere. You know, that must have been, there was one guy that said he, um, he they, they turned, they ended, they ended up in Tottenham or somewhere. And it was two young blokes in their, like, 18, 19. And they said, they got to this house, and they went out at night. And they just couldn't believe that. they, they said, oh, your face looks all funny. He said, what do you mean? And it was the orange light from streetlights. And said, we'd never really seen that many sort of streetlights before. It was it was so, and they were so scared. They said, they said, we walked about 200 yards, and then we just went back to the house with him, because we, didn't, we just felt like such a sort of, Weird place to see you know to be in the middle of sort of Tottenham, which is um yeah. incredible when you think about it, you know
0: and you don't just get their story because i'm I, looking at your website, you know I see a nice picture there of Michael holding up a picture of it, which I assume is his mother, and I yes. pictures of his wedding day as well, and they're on the on his wall in the background, so you get to hear their backgrounds, their stories, you know their family tree as well
1: yeah, I mean it's um, I mean, some people have been absolutely delighted. There's a guy I did the other day, a ninety, ninety-three-year-old. I can't remember his name now, but he was a, a, a Paddy. Paddy he was called, and he and he absolutely so delighted that he came to London. Best, he said it was the best decision he ever made. You know, and he's So there are there are some very positive stories as well. Um, this Michael's is quite a sad story, and um, but he's the one that people seem to like the most because obviously he's ninety-eight and he's and independent and he's got a great he's a great storyteller you know and just to to go to your website
0: it's not just about the Irish of course I mean obviously we're focusing on the Irish and there's a large percentage of them that are Irish you also focus on other people who come from other countries and set up a new life in London as well in England
1: a lot of a lot of Caribbean people and yeah, there's there's quite an affinity between the Irish and the Caribbean quite a, quite a few people from the Caribbean there's a lot of because obviously there was, there was the awful signs you know no blacks no Irish no no dogs and a lot of the Irish people actually became quite friendly with quite a few of the Caribbean people because there was this sort of set slight sense well this sense of being an outsider you know mm. it's quite an interesting and there's a few others I met a guy the other day where was he from God, where, Kiro, oh god where's he from I can't remember who he was from but um he he married a woman from Guyana you know and he's a, he's, he's he had I, I knew he was irish because he had a green hat on with a shamrock on it i said you're irish and he said yeah yeah and i interviewed him and he said oh my wife's from guyana so was a, that was an interesting story as well you know that's that sort of, he, he'd married a woman from the caribbean you know
0: and i'm look i'm looking at a picture here of angela that she was born in Cannes, from what i remember but what I what I love is, and I love doing this on the radio, and I've done it a few times as well, talking to very old people about their memories, because it's think like, it's so interesting for our audience to listen to. I remember talking to a woman here one day, and she was one hundred and four, one hundred and five, and she was telling me about the glimmer man who used to go around and put the streetlights out because there were candles or gas lights in those days. And you know, and you talk to Angela, who talks about her first memories being the end of World War One. I. I mean, when you think about a memory of being the end of World War One. We're talking nearly a hundred years ago. It's incredible.
1: I know, She's is one hundred and nine, I and mean, it's the oldest person I've photographed. Yeah, she's born and, uh, in nineteen
0: thirteen. And, you
1: know I mean, and she looks
0: great, yeah. you
1: know. Yeah, I mean, her daughter. It was lovely because her daughter. I told her, I said, "Could I photograph?" her? And her daughter said, "Well, come back. I'll make her look nice." Uh, but then it was delayed because her daughter was unwell. Because her daughter, of course, is. 85. So it's right, like an of 85. course, you don't think
0: of that, do you, do you, really? Yeah.
1: No, and that's an amazing in, in, innings in itself, isn't it, to be 85? So and I had to be, wait for daughter a daughter to get better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, mean, that's, I actually wouldn't have thought that. something I would have thought of, though, older daughter is. You know, I yeah. mean, are, are there any stories of, of regrets of, you know, people who have deep regrets that they moved from either Ireland or other countries for that matter?
1: Do you know what? There's, there are. There are not many, actually. You know, most people. Most people seem to have sort. Of, I think because they're. I think what always amazes me about the really old people that I interview is the things they. The things that younger people would just think was a- absolutely catastrophic. Um, they come to terms with as they get older. I mean, there's a lady the other day who she married a guy that had, um, God, was that awful disease, um, Huntington's disease, and she oh. didn't know. And she said um, she came over from Tunisia to live in England. And a year after she'd moved from England with five kids, he got the symptoms of it and died. And she said, I was on my own with five kids living in Stockwell. And she said, and then three of my kids got it and they died. And she only had two kids left. But she said, I've had a good life and I'm very happy and I've still got my other two kids. And you think, my God, it's amazing because she's 90. or whatever she just looks back on her life and just I, I, I wouldn't change anything it's very sad but I had, I had I had those children for the time I had them I had my husband for the time I had them and it really puts all my little worries and things into perspective you know so it's has been a very cathartic thing for me you know yeah sort of, of course yeah, and,
0: and, and also you, I, I was looking at Gay who's uh, 100 years old and she was surprised that she still got a letter from the Queen <laughs> that was signed yeah. by the Queen so it must have been signed before the Queen died obviously um, so that particular picture, by the way, and for people who want to go to your website, there was, many of the pictures have got awards, actually. This particular was winner of the portrait of Britain 2022. Uh, and it's a wonderful picture of Gay. Uh, and she's 100 years of age. I don't know how many oct- oct- octogenarians there is now in Britain. I'm not too sure. But a lot more than Ireland, obviously. But it's just incredibly interesting, I think, to talk to people who have lived that long. And I spoke to a woman who was an Irish woman who lived in England, Ironically enough, because we were talking about it. she was one hundred and eight and we we had her on the air for her one hundred and eight birthday. Wow. And I said to her, you know, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We we'll look forward to talking to you next year for your birthday. And she said, oh, no, I won't be around. And I says, why yeah. won't you be around? She says, "Ah, oh, no, that this is it now, she said. And I said, why? She says, because I'm bored. She said, I want to go. <laughs> I said, yeah, no, it's like she was bored living, you know. Which I thought was an Amazing. incredible thing to say, and she was in she was in good spirits, but she just said she was bored living.
1: I know and that's the thing. Well, Michael's got no fear of death. Yeah. He's no he has no religion. He just says he. I mean, he he lost his religion when he went to Artane. and he said that. Um, he said uh, he said I, I just think nature replenishes itself. Which is such a lovely sort of philosophical thing to say for a ninety eight year old. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that he'd be reborn as something else, maybe. He'll come out of the ground as yeah. something else, as a tree or something like that, but we're happy to yeah, that. Yeah,
1: and that's his view, and he doesn't, he doesn't fear death. He just said, he said, you know, I'd like to get to 100 just to prove, just, he said, but it's not, it's not a big deal to me. You know? yeah. He's just a very relaxed guy about that sort of thing. You know? And how do
0: people react, by the way? You know, for example, there's a picture there of, um, I think it was Ivy and Jenny sitting in a cafe, having their dinner, their chips, and what have you. And it's a very natural photograph as if they didn't even know you were there how do people react when you say do you mind if i take a
1: photograph of you are they okay um, surprisingly surprisingly well actually i mean occasionally you do get some um, you get some you know get told to get lost and stuff mm. um, but it's surprising how many people just go yeah okay and some people are just brilliant because they just you know immediately if they're going to be good because some people just look at the camera just be themselves then other people do a great big cheesy smile. And you think, oh God, I've got my work cut out here because maybe it suddenly looks like you're just taking a picture of your name, you know? Or you, yeah, so I want to know what they're yeah.
0: talking about. See, because I'm looking at the photograph, right? And people can't mm. see it obviously because it's radio. But I encourage people to go to the website. And I'll give out the details in a second. But I'll describe it. It's two elderly ladies who look like the Golden Girls, and they're sitting in what would be one of these cafes that you would see at a market, I suppose. You know, somewhere in mm. Kempton, probably like that. And, you know, opposite each other on a bench with their chips and cod. It looks like a cod and chips or sausages and chips. And one of them's got the, the, the sauce and she's kind of shaking it, obviously, trying to, you know, get go from the top to the bottom. And uh, and the other one is kind of looking at her and, and you'd kind of wonder what they're talking about or what's going or what their conversation is. I always I'm a, I'm a bit of a people watcher. and I always wonder what the conversation is or what they're thinking about or what they're what they're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting because I those two I photographed, and then a year later I was in the same cafe and I had a long chat with this woman, and um, it was her and I had no idea because I'd forgotten, and she'd forgotten because a lot of old people do forget things. (laughs) So there's another picture, uh, there's another picture later on of the lady with a sort of shopping trolley, and that's the woman I photographed a sort of year before. But you get that a lot of um, the older people; they're brilliant at recounting sort of their early lives, but if you said to them, like, what did you have for lunch yesterday? They can't remember, which is such a strange thing. I think you're deep... I, to be honest with you, today. that's not strange. I find that as I'm getting
0: older. To be honest
1: with you, yeah, Jane yeah. will have
0: to say to me, what were we talking about last night? And I go, I can't remember. What were you talking about five years <laughs> ago? I can remember that all right, yeah. And so, I think as you get older, that happens to everybody. You tend to forget what you were doing five minutes ago, but you can, tend, you yeah. can remember what you did 50 years ago. It's incredible. Well, look, it's a great website. And if people want to go along to the website, it's com. That's SteveReevesPhotographer.com. Um, Jane will pull a link up on our Classic Hits uh, Twitter account there, but, uh, Instagram. She does all that kind of stuff. So she'll do that and pop it up there. By the way, do you have any social media? Do you put these pictures up on Instagram or anything like
1: that? There's actually a lot more stuff on Instagram. And there's a lot more videos than Michael on Instagram because it's um, easier. He seems to, to be most, he, he seems to be our most
0: popular <laughs> character, by the way
1: yeah and he's um, he's i mean i just got sent a a massive box of bansett pickle <laughs> because they saw him in one of my videos he had a jar of bansett pickle and they said this is for michael and and so i've now got to take it around to his he, he's not going to want it <laughs> I mean, <it's> like, <laughs> he's got like 30 jars of that's pickle i mean if he lived to 120 you wouldn't finish it <laughs> but I'll take so it. are we warning
0: people now not to send in Branson Pickle, okay? He has not Yeah, please
1: don't send in Branson Pickle. What, what's, your what's your
0: Instagram you account, by the way?
1: Uh, Steve Reeves. It's just Steve Reeves Photographer. Okay, as At in Christopher Steve Reeves, as well. Reeves so photographer. spelled the same way. Okay, yeah. So
0: S-T-E-V-E-R-E-E-V-E-S.
1: Steve Reeves. Yeah, Steve Reeves. There's a famous bodybuilder called Steve Reeves. That's not me. Um,
0: <laughs> so don't mistake it for some guy you know with no top on and muscle show Is that what you're telling? yeah
1: that's not me He's a, he used to be Mr Universe I'm not, Mr. P. I'm Mr P so, yeah, yeah. I, I,
0: I since the other day Jane gave me the, the kind of the brief on this the other day and I, I obviously had the link um, and I've been looking at the photographs the other day and I find them just so interesting and I, I, as I said I'm a people watcher anyway so I just find the lives of other people extremely interesting and I think people will find your pictures and they're wonderful pictures and I know you've got a lot of awards for many of your pictures as well. So you're, you're better than me at taking photographs, by the way. My photographs end up half the head missing and stuff like that, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so, so I'm really good at it. And um, one of the other ones that interested me was, it looks like an old Irish bar, actually. It's like a bar I visited in Galway many, many years ago when I was a child. And there's a picture of a woman reading a magazine, Chanel magazine, or some sort of magazine anyway, but it's Alfreda. And I thought her story was really interesting. Um, but I see her sitting there and she looks so in. <laughs> Interested? Did you say to her, "Pick up the magazine and pretend you're interested, and I'll take a photograph"? Or was she just naturally doing
1: that? No, I stole that shot. Yeah, I took that, and then she caught me. That's often what happens because I'm six foot five. I get caught if I take a photo of someone, they look up and see me. And uh, initially, I used to hate that, but now I actually quite like it because it's a sort of icebreaker. And I just so I just said to her, "You look amazing sitting there with you, reading your magazine." And then she got chat. I got chatting to her. And to me, the writing is much, well, I think the writing is much more important than the photo. Mm. But it's always a bonus if you get a, nice, get a nice photo at the same time, you know.
0: She has a very interesting life. She was born in Austria in 1932. And this was kind of not long before it became part of Nazi Germany, from what you were saying. So yeah. she would have a lot of stories to tell. I'm absolutely sure of that.
1: You know, she's met Omar Sharif and all sorts, you know. She's, um, See, my younger um, audience
0: are all saying, who's Omar Sharif? That's I know, a, I know. Yeah, there you go. Lawrence of Arabia, folks. Lawrence of Arabia.
1: Yeah, which some great, great stories. I mean, there's a guy, there's an amazing guy, an Irish guy. He's from, he's from Belfast. He's a Catholic from Belfast and he now runs a pub in Hampstead, which is an amazing pub that like, people like Judi Dench go to, Peter O'Toole used to go to. It's really sort of famous. It's a famous pub in Hampstead where lots of big actors, Ricky Gervais goes there, lots of actors. And his, his stories are just incredible, you know. But I can't fit that. That's one of my troubles with Instagram. I can't fit them all onto Instagram because there's a sort of character limit. So often yeah. the stories are a bit longer on the website, maybe too long in places, you know. But um, yeah. on Instagram, you're limited how, how, long, how much you can write,
0: you know. Yeah, and the other thing, the other thing that's debilitating about Instagram is you can't put a link up to the photograph or, you know, people want a better version of it.
1: Mm. But Absolutely, is, yeah. Do you
0: ever, do you ever have a problem, by the way, with people stealing your photographs?
1: Not really, no, because yeah. I don't think they're that
0: good. They just, they're not really sort of like. Oh, I they are. You'd want yeah, to don't play yourself down here. They're, they're excellent photographs. Yeah,
1: but they're you wouldn't want to natural. put them on your wall. Yeah, they're actually. They're not. They're not sort of photos that are sort of aesthetically sort of beautiful. You wouldn't want a picture of someone else on your wall like that, I don't think. Anyway, so they're not that yeah. sort of. They're sort of, and there's. I like the. What I like, what I think is, well. There's, there's, there are other sites that do it, but I like the fact that there's a story behind the people. And I'm, I'm amazed how many stories I hear. Everyone I seem to talk to seems to yeah. find there's some, something that I find quite moving. Or, you know, like yeah. I don't know if you've seen the guy called Roy who he's got a leather jacket on who went on a family holiday and his wife drowned in the sea in Florida. Just an amazing story. You know? and you, I mean, you can't imagine that, can you? You know, sort yeah, of yeah. on holiday. And then having to fly back with his five-year-old and his wife had to fly in the in the hold, you know, yeah. just unbelievable. But the guy was okay. You know, he's got through it. he's Brought up his daughter by himself, and he's he's, he's 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 overcome this amazingly horrific thing and and become a strong. Person from it, you know, and that I love that these little human stories, and they're not famous people, they're so, not some of them are in the as
0: well. But I mean, that, that one you mentioned, and also, you know, there was a photograph of uh Susie, and yeah she, Susie's she, very she,
1: sad.
0: yeah, she doesn't look like she has much money, she doesn't look like she has much of a future, sadly.
1: And I think she, she's, I probably, think she's I, gone actually.
0: I, I was going to say, she's probably lo- a, lot, a lot younger than she looks. Mm. I I, don't, I can't remember how old she was or how old she said she was but she looks about 70 but she's probably only about 40 years of age she's had a lot of problems throughout her life and you, you, can, you yeah. can tell a story by looking at somebody's face sometimes you can see that that woman Susie has come on hard times and she's had a lot of problems in her life now, I, I don't yeah, know if drugs or, or whatever you know.
1: well I think she, she also had hunt, hunting as well but she was also an alcoholic, so you couldn't tell if it was her drinking or uh, her illness. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. it's a very, and you, it was you very Do you think she's passed away now? Yeah, yeah, I think she has. Cause I, I walk along that street all the time. I used to see her all the time. I haven't seen her for about a year and a half. But there's a picture of her, I don't know if it's on the Instagram, but there's a picture of her back in the day, you know, she is
0: a very attractive woman. I've literally just gone back onto the site here now and I see the picture of her that you're talking about with yeah. her hands up, like Joanna Lumley.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, with the blonde hair and looking really good. She's like a model. It's incredible yeah. the difference and what alcohol and what you know a bad life can do and an unhealthy lifestyle can do to you. Anyway, yeah. look, I, 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 we go on about it all night. There's some wonderful <laughs> photographs. And and if people want to go to the website again, it's stevereivesphotographer.com. You can go on there and see all the photographs you've been talking about. I know it's radio and we're kind of trying to describe them, but I think it works well. They say that radio sometimes paints a million images in your head. Yeah, you probably made it sound a lot better than it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think so. No, it is a great site. It's, a really, it's one of those sites that you go down You know, you know, go down a rabbit hole. It's like TikTok. You go down a rabbit you start looking at one picture, and you go, oh, I'll just look at one more. It's four o'clock in the morning. I'll just look at one more. You know, it's one of those
1: sites. Oh, that's Steve! nice to say
0: Fair play to and, you. and by the way, the book, by the way, which comes out next year on St. Patrick's Day, which will be a book yeah. of all these pictures.
1: All the Irish ones, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to get them all together and then um, it'll come out on St. Patrick's Day, yeah. That's the plan. That's
0: a good plan, and, um, St. Patrick's Day,
1: yeah. Yeah, and if, if anyone knows any, um, any elders who are still living in England, London in yeah. particular, you know, anyone out yeah. there that have got, oh, my old granny's still over there. I can, uh, I will go and visit her and photograph her. And i I'm more, I'm still, I could do a few more stories, you know? So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm on the hunt still, you know?
0: And, and I'm assuming they can contact you through your website. There's a contact button on the website yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I Yeah. Oh, or
1: my Instagram or my website. And I will, um, and I always, everyone I photograph, I give them a print to say thank you.
0: Yeah.
1: And they don't normally want it, but they, their grandchildren often do because you very rarely get a nice someone taking a proper photo of you. You know, it's normally just a snap on your phone. Yeah. So it's nice for them to have a nice... Yeah, those days are gone.
0: <clears throat> I remember, you know, we yeah. used to have, in my, my, my mom and dad's house, you know, you'd have these albums under the bed with, like, photographs of all our family holidays, and you'd, they were all printed out, obviously. Nowadays, mm. we don't print photographs anymore. They're just no. on our phone. It's just not the same, no. it?
1: And it's a nice thing, because, I mean, one of the ladies died, Gloria, and I, her granddaughter said, oh, have you got a copy of the photo of her? And I went round and the granddaughter had gone out and the mo- the mother was there. And um, she'd never, she never, didn't even know that I'd taken photos. And she saw these big, but I printed them big. And she burst into tears and said, oh, it's such a beautiful picture of my mum. You know, who died yeah. like a week before. And it was a lovely, it was a, it was very touching, you know, to, yeah. to give this. And they used it at the funeral. They put it up on a little easel. I was going to say, they probably
0: used it, yeah. Yeah, for the eulogy and all that, but use it on the cuff. Yeah, well.
1: well, listen. Yeah, thank you nice. very much
0: indeed. And I'm sorry for no, going of time, for- but we have.
1: No, thanks. Thanks for um, talking to me.
0: Cheers. Thank you very much indeed. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show.